This is a Triple J podcast. Another huge weekend. Everyone gearing up to watch the Matildas take on France in the World Cup quarterfinal is going to be huge. Hey, you know what else is big? The shake-up on hack. Massive. I'm Dave Marchese. Thanks for hanging out. We've got some fun topics to get into this week. Stay listening to the podcast. Here's a little sample. Hack. They got rule obsessed and people are sick of it. And now Airbnb is going to go out of business and hotels are back. How old are you? Not biologically, but in your head. How old do you feel? When the bus is away, the workers will play. On Triple Jack. Yeah, we're talking holiday rental nightmares. Your subjective age. If you're one of those people that they call an old soul, what the hell does that mean? You think you're actually older than you are? I want to know what makes you a geriatric if that is you. Or maybe you've got a mate, a friend who's a real nana. Get in touch. Also, later we're going to be speaking about what you do when the boss is away because our boss at Hack has been away this week and then Hobber and Hing left yesterday and I must say it's been a real chaotic rogue energy at Triple J over the past 24 hours. What have you got up to at work while the boss has been gone? The best stories only, please. 0439 757 555. Hit the text line now. First, though, you're thinking, who is on the shake-up, Dave? You cannot steer this show by yourself. Lucky, I do have a couple of co-pilots with me right now, fresh from his European summer, the one, the only, Louis Hansen. Welcome to the shake-up. Dave, it is Always a pleasure to be here on a Friday afternoon. I love it here. You do love it here, but I must say, you are just back from Europe. It's been a big trip. You're suffering the jet lag. How are we feeling right now? You know what? Like, jet lag is an actual beast, and this week I have been slain by the monster. And I'm not (laughs) saying that lightly. It has actually been horrific, but... You know, I, you know, would be surprised if anyone actually sympathised with me. You know, like, wow, what a struggle. I've just come back from (laughs) Europe. So I understand. I understand. It's so funny. I've been bombarding Louis with messages over the past few weeks. I'm like, want to come on the shake-up? He's like, still in Europe, darling. I'm like, want to come on the shake-up? He's like, not back yet. As soon as he lands, I'm like, want to come on the (laughs) shake-up? And now he's here. What an absolute champion. And you know who else is a champion? Our other co-pilot for the shake-up today. The wonderfully talented, spectacular... Isabella Stashkovsky. Isa, how are you? Hello. I have had a chaotic <laughs> 20 minutes, guys, but I'm great. I'm really, really good. Can you please explain? Because we were running quite <laughs> fine there just before this show. I mean, no one can tell. You're sounding so composed, Isa, but we were like, is she going to make it? She was from the airport. So Louis yes. in wow. Melbourne today. Isa is in Brisbane. So yes. we're all over the place. Was it pretty stressful? We've got the whole East Coast covered. And look, I was on a plane and um, this was the only flight that I could get and I had to be on it and it was delayed. And I'm sitting there next to my new friend Bruce talking about all things and he's like, oh, mate, I don't know if you're going to make it go through the tunnel. 45-minute delay. I got out there. I think I stole someone's taxi accidentally. If that was you, I'm very sorry. I didn't realise. I got in. I got here. I sprinted like a lunatic with yeah. my suitcase and everything and beautiful Lizzie got me in and I ran in, caught my breath and here I am sitting fresh from cold Melbourne in my woolen suit. We're obsessed with Lizzie from ABC Brisbane. Thank you so much for Thank saving you, the day. Thank you, Lizzie, for kicking off the weekend the <laughs> right way. The shake-up is intact. All is in order right now. Hey, team, we've got so much to cover. Let's get right into it. Hack. This was our grandmother's table. Please be kind to it and use a placemat. Y'all thought men had the audacity? It's really the Airbnb holes. On Triple Jack. 
Airbnb definitely changed the way we holiday. There are so many good things about staying in a home rather than at a hotel, like especially when you've got all your friends together or maybe it's a little romantic getaway. But you know what's often not good about these holiday rentals? The rules. And one guest has really highlighted just how militant some hosts can be, turning what should be relaxing holidays into something way too stressful. Hack. It's getting too crazy now with Airbnb, bro. Like, you might as well go back to the hotel. Decorative peace. Do not touch or move for any reason. I am 10,000 years old and will break if you look at me the wrong way. They kept telling everyone to clean their own stuff up. And people like, well, I'm paying a huge cleaning fee. And why am I not supposed to be loud after 10 p.m.? It's a real ugly trend going on now where we're checking in at 4 and checking out at 10. This particular lady who sent me a DM two weeks before my check-in with all of her extra rules and extra charges. These Airbnb hosts are going to ruin it for the rest of us. On Triple Jack. Okay, if you haven't seen this TikTok, you've got to check it out. The rules that are printed out on signs all over the place are so good. Do not touch this handle. Do not use these pots and pans. Do not jump on bed. But my personal favourite... Do not touch this decorative piece. It is 10,000 years old and will break if you look at it the wrong way. Pretty dramatic stuff. Come on, can you top this? What are the most ridiculous rules or chores that you've been forced to do at an Airbnb, a holiday rental? Was it looking after an animal or some random cleaning ritual? Call in. I want to hear them. one 300 You can message in to 0439 Hey, we've got to get into it with the Shake Up crew. We've got presenter, creator, Louis Hansen. Today's show journalist is Astashkovsky. Louis, you've just been on your big overseas trip. Any holiday rental rules you couldn't believe? Well, it's actually funny we're talking about this because I did spend last week in an Airbnb in Amsterdam. And look, I was quite lucky in the scheme of things, but I always do find it funny when the final clause is like, and no partying. When it's like, <laughs> mind you, I need I need to preface that this was during Amsterdam Pride. Oh. And my king, my king, if I am booking out your place for a week during Amsterdam Pride, you know that I may be partying. Oh, it could be on the agenda. That's why, yeah, the curfew stuff. You, like, check in and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, no noise after 7pm, just be aware. Isa, what do you think of this? Firstly, this really specific example that's blown up on TikTok with all the signs saying you can't touch anything is that fair enough or is it way too much i think it's way too much that tiktok was absolutely wild and i think it ruins the vibe of a holiday you're going there Mm. to relax and have fun (laughs) and quite frankly is this the end of airbnb are we all going to go to hotels now again okay i was going to ask that do you think uh, like holiday rentals have kind of lost the shine a little bit like louis what do you think are you still a big airbnb fan yeah look if i'm honest i do feel I honestly feel more comfortable now in a hotel because, you know, as that TikTok kind of alludes to, (laughs) not necessarily that there's so many rules, but you kind of do feel like you're treading on eggshells and you want to make sure everything's clean. And I don't know, last week I became a bit scared that I wasn't ruining anything. I was like, oh, I need to kind of wipe that corner in the floor. But when you're at a hotel, you kind of feel more relaxed. It's very stressful sometimes. And as I said, my personal favourite sign there 
was the don't touch. This um, this screen is 10,000 years old. <laughs> just yeah. for, a great flex, great flex. Yeah, just for context, 10,000 years old was, you know, supposedly when agriculture was being developed and megafauna <laughs> was still around. So I don't think this lovely screen that looks like it's from a homewares store was actually that old. But I don't know, have you been to a place is it, with ridiculous rules in the past? I mean, I've definitely been to places where there are some rules, like no partying and things like that. But looking at this stuff, you're kind of like, if it's so precious to you, your grandmother's table, why is it in your Airbnb? That's so weird. It is weird. Hey, we've got someone on the line now. We've got to go to Sam, who's had a recent experience in Greece. Sam, what happened to you? Hello, you there? Yeah, I'm here, Sam. What was your experience in Greece? Hey, yeah, we just recently, my um, now wife and, and I, Maya, her name is, uh, we got married in Greece and we booked an Airbnb. The lady was asking to be paid outside Airbnb with cash while we were there, not through Airbnb, and then oh. demanding twice as much money as well. Okay. And um, and then we said we wanted, we're having a wedding there and we wanted to um, have a few guests over for drinks before and to get ready and stuff like that. And she was like, yeah, that's Okay. <laughs> Um, and then we arrived to the we arrived at the house. There was shit everywhere. It was like an, a museum. Oh. Sorry, uh, it was like a museum. And she said, "Okay, the, um, if you sit on any chairs, you must put a towel on every single chair." Oh, you sit on them. come on! Uh, and then we were like, "Do you have a washing machine?" She said, "Or you you might be able to use it, but only you." And then uh, anyway, so she she was she was annoyed. And then she said, "Are you having people over?" And we said, "Yeah, we'll have a few." And she was obviously looking at us every day, and we had about ten, uh, eight friends on the rocks. It had a private beach, and she came over. She stormed in and said, "What are you doing? Oh, we are disrespecting my house." And I said, "I'm having friends on the rocks." And she said, "That boy has his foot on my chair." And I said, "Yeah, it's a chair." And she said, "Get out of my house." And I said to her, "Get out!" I said, "You get out, you crazy woman! Get out of the house!" Oh, you crazy woman! Oh, yeah. And then she just kept yelling at me. She's like. The lights are on and, yeah, anyway, I said, get out. And okay. she said to me, get out. I said, okay, so I'm going to leave. Uh, <gasps> I said, you leave and then I'll, I'll tell you what we do. So I just said, I want my money back. Come and meet me here in half an hour. So Sam, Give me my money back. hold on. This story is an epic. I feel like Ooh. we could have a three-part miniseries on this or something. Mm. Can I just say, this was before your wedding. So yeah, the you, night before our wedding. The night before <laughs> your wedding, you were kicked out of the Airbnb. <gasps> I would have rather have been homeless than been in this woman's house. Oh, <laughs> look, I don't know, Sam, about that. But, hey, that's that's a crazy story. She sounds very militant and goes along the lines of stuff that we're seeing on the text line now. Someone says, recent Airbnb on an island, there was no mention in the property info that we had to feed a cat every <gasps> day. Meow. <laughs> 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 that really annoys the, the schedule, the lineup for what you're going to be doing if you've got to get home to feed the cat. Someone else, my Airbnb had a printed list of rules and one was do not swing on the shower head. We don't want to know how they got oh. that rule. Anyway, we'll move on from that. Someone else says, I once went to an Airbnb that didn't tell us they had farm animals and that the goat would ram us every time we went outside. So we spent the whole weekend inside scared for our lives. That was from Kobe. Another not person. The goat. <laughs> not the goat. That's really fun. When you know it's a, a goat's there, you're like, oh, it's going to be a bit hairy. Someone else. I cleaned the Airbnb and the woman gave me a really bad review for not wiping down the bench surfaces, even though I had paid a cleaning fee. That's another one that seems to annoy people. Ah, uh, Do you think, like, when you leave a place, Izzah, do you get really paranoid about 
about how you leave it? Do you go and you're scrubbing everything down or are you just a person that's like, no, no, it's, it was a holiday, I'm, I'm leaving it in a pretty loose condition? I even leave hotel rooms in a really nice condition. I, I'm so sorry. I'm absolutely that person. I will clean up for everyone and put the dishes the away. Absolutely, I make the bed. <laughs> I know. Well, it's, <laughs> <laughs> just because it's nice. Someone, oh, yeah, I make the angel. Oh. Yeah, and I write them a note. No, I don't do oh, that. Oh, no. Louis, what about you? <laughs> um, you know what? I... <laughs> I'm giving you some heat, Isabel. I would do the same thing. I'm not going to clean, <laughs> like, fold the bed. But, yeah, last Sunday morning I had a flight to catch back home, but I was, like, on my hands and knees, like, scrubbing. Um, it's just kind. the paranoia. We've got so many messages coming through on this. Sorry. Yeah, and I, I get the paranoia, Louis, but we've got all these messages. Someone says, my Airbnb in Mornington Peninsula said not to be in the spa after 10 p.m., and they had cameras on the spa and messaged us to get out of the spa at 10.30pm. No. So they were watching us. That was from Mads. Very well, disturbing. That is very disturbing. Someone else, we were told not to cook curries and there were instructions on how to clean the carpet if <laughs> spilling anything from red wine to blood to urine. Okay, very <gasps> comprehensive cleaning instructions there. Another person says, I'm an Airbnb host and a guest left their mum's Ashes. <gasps> oh my gosh. No. Oh, she asked me to spread them in the <laughs> river when she left. No. I, no, no, no. Oh, no. I can't deal with this. These stories What's... are getting more and more intense. Are you legally allowed to watch someone on a webcam if they're in your Airbnb? I, I don't, don't think, think so. so. No, I think that's definitely a news story that needs to be taken up. Um, that feels a bit, how are you going? Yeah. <laughs> it's we'll do not, a Today Show investigation It's next not week. good at all. Someone says on the website it was advertised as a whole place to ourselves. We get there and the second level is locked and so was the deck. That's oh. something that I've definitely had before. I've booked an Airbnb and it's been like, oh, yeah, it's two bedrooms, get there, it's one bedroom, classic thing. How did this happen? It's you know what that reminds me of? What? Um, I Like a few years ago, I was genuinely Airbnb fished. I'm not even joking. I, mm-hmm. I rocked up to this place. The photos were completely different <laughs> than, than the actual place. What? And I literally just had to be like, this isn't the same place that I have booked. I have been absolutely Airbnb fished here. Where was so it? Was it in Australia do? or was it... Uh, coincidentally, else. it was in Amsterdam again. I was there like <laughs> five years. I just love Amsterdam, you know. <laughs> the mayor of Amsterdam. Yeah, what did you do? Well, I kind of just froze um, <laughs> and tried not to cry and then panicked and found the nearest hotel and just complained straight to Airbnb. I was absolutely shook. Oh. Did you get a refund? I did. Okay. Well, that's the main thing, I guess. You know, it's interesting that we're talking about like holiday rentals, Airbnb, because there's actually a parliamentary inquiry in Victoria about the housing crisis in Victoria at the moment. We're taking a bit of a serious route here. And there were hearings this week and they heard that regional renters are being kicked out of properties so landlords can turn them into Airbnbs. It's a big issue. Is uh, I imagine we're going to be hearing a lot more about this as we're uh, hearing that the rental crisis is going to be addressed at a national cabinet meeting next week. Like people are not happy about the situation for people renting in general. Absolutely. And I've been thinking about this a lot because I think it's such a complicated issue. And I think that you've got to look at so many different approaches here. I mean, for one hand, you've got renters who have a cost of living crisis. Wages aren't increasing like, you know, they could be. Everything is so expensive. 
and they're facing these really big issues. At the moment, it's really hard to find a new place. Places are much more expensive. I've got friends who are looking and really struggling. But then on the other hand, you've got this situation with landlords that they're kind of going, I want to get out of the market. Speaking to real estate agents recently, even they're saying that a lot of people are letting go of one, two-bedroom apartments because they're really afraid of what's going to happen. And that's one of the concerns as well. There was an interesting line in that article saying, if you do have these rent freezes, that could harm affordability because people won't be investing into these new houses. So, so many different schools of thought, but at the end of the day, then you've still got people who are suffering, people who want to rent and who can't do it and who are getting priced out. It's a massive issue. And we're definitely going to be hearing more about this, particularly next week. We'll be covering it on Hack when there is this national cabinet meeting and they're discussing all kinds of issues associated with renting. Still getting messages through on holiday rentals. Someone says, I'll strip the old bed linen and make it tidy, but I would never fully clean it. Someone else <laughs> says, I work in accommodation and have some basic rules, but this is ridiculous. If you don't want a guest to touch it, don't put it there. Fair enough. I agree with mm. that. Some, I second that. Someone else went to a B&B in Orange when I I was a kid and the host got a shoveling horse poo. What? No. What? what did real... you say yes to that? You can say no. Yeah, you don't have to do everything they say. Yeah, there are rules, but some rules are meant to be broken. Look, there are so many messages coming through. Time to move on. Hack. The bad comments were people telling me to act my age, which to that I say never. On Triple J. Is there a big difference between the age you are and the age you feel? Because we're always hearing older people say, oh, I feel like I did when I was 18. It's what psychologists call your subjective age. And there's been a bit of talk about it this week. But I want to switch this up a bit and talk about younger people who feel older. Like, are you the nana or grandpa in your crew? If you are, what makes you an old soul? Hack. How old do you feel and has that changed over time? It's what's known as your subjective age. I'm starting to feel old, okay? They're making me feel old now. I don't look my age. I think a lot of us, or most of us, feel young inside. Sometimes I feel older than I am, especially when I'm surrounded by particular individuals that don't act their age. On Triple J. I hate the term old soul, gotta say it. But if you reckon you are one, tell me why. Or do you just feel older than you actually are? It's just that. Maybe it's your hobbies, the way you speak or act, and people make fun of it. Tell me why. Call in 1300 You can message in as well, 0439757555. we got the Shake Up team with us. Presenter, podcaster Louis Hansen, journalist Iza Stashkovsky. Iza, what do you think this about this idea of subjective age? Like, you're as old as you feel. I love this. I think it's so interesting. And that kind of average of that everyone feels like 11% younger than they are. And I think it does change. I think sometimes when you're like younger, you feel older. I remember being like 17 and I was so old and so mature. (laughs) And now I think I do feel my age. I asked my mum and she said she feels younger than she is. Some days it's different and it changes up. But I think there's lots of different sides to this too. You said you don't like the term old soul. My best friend describes herself as an old soul. And she loves that. She leans into it. But she says at work she wants to be older and seem older because she's had some issues with ageism. Oh, in- that's yeah. interesting. You know, the thing I've got against old soul is that people throw it around too much. <laughs> like there's a baby that's grumpy and someone's like, it's an old soul. It's mm. like, no, it's a grumpy <laughs> yeah. baby. I think that's what it is. Let's be serious. Louis, are you, you know, have you felt older or younger than you actually are? Like in, in years gone by, how do you fit into all this? 
Well, you know what has me feeling like an old soul this week? <laughs> the, the jet, jet lag. lag. <laughs> I swear, I could get off the flight, um, you know, when I was 18, <laughs> off the back of an, a six-month bender in Europe and just be, yeah, up as a daisy. Six but this week, bender. I am struggling. But you know what? This conversation fascinates me because I was having a chat with my friends um, last week and I was kind of explaining to them that I cannot wait to get older. I think the 20s is a tumultuous time for everyone, (laughs) but I just feel like the older I get, like 50s, 60s, 70s, I'm just going to thrive. I think that'll be my era. Oh, right. I love that. We were talking in the hack team today about how in your 20s, it takes you a while sometimes. Like some of the hack team members were saying they're still having stress dreams about high school exams and stuff like that. Like it takes a while to go, oh, no, I don't have to deal with that anymore. I'm I'm a proper adult. Do you have a friend, Is a, you said you have a friend who's a kind of an old soul. Do you make mm. fun of that Fred or is it kind of just accepted no, that her hobbies crazy. are different or, you know? I think it's her demeanour and I think she would she would describe herself in that way. And she, she actually said to me today that it's one of the reasons she chose to work in the aged care industry because she feels like an old soul and she loves That's older people. Mm. And I, I, it's not so like, oh, she's wearing a cardigan, but it's like, you know, a vibe. And on the note of uh, with like jet lag and all of that, my new friend Bruce from the plane. He said <laughs> we to love me, Bruce. Shout out Bruce. Hi, Bruce. He said to me, he reckons <laughs> Morning, it's Bruce. about recovery and think about this. So jet lag, being hungover, injuries. I recently acquired an old lady injury in my coccyx bone because I was trying to do a cool trick. It's been hurting me for months and now I feel old. Oh, Excellent. Interesting. We should have got Bruce mm. on. Is that? You should have just brought him along. I'll text him. <laughs> <laughs> Someone says, people have been calling me Nana since I started knitting at 13. It's been years. Still getting called Nana and now knitting is part of my full-time job. So there we go, really leaning Ooh, into it I there. love that. Someone else, my motto, always think that you're years younger than you are. You think you're old, you will be old. That was from Daniel in Melbourne. You know what else I find really interesting is, uh, you know, whether you associate with people of different ages, like intergenerational friendships. Louis, mm. do you have any friends friends that are kind of, you know, younger, older, or do you mainly stick to your age group? Because in a lot of Western countries, that is what we do, but it's not like that everywhere. You know, um, I definitely have kind of friends from all over the joint. And I feel like social media has played a huge part in that, um, particularly over the past few years. I kind of hate talking about the lockdown era of our lives. But, you know, during that time, I feel like a lot of us really delved deep into social media and connected with a lot of people. And coming out of that, I made a lot of new friends, you know, from um, of all different ages. And um, it's been cool. It, you know, it gives you great perspectives. And you kind of realise that you all have commonalities no matter how old you are. Oh. Oh, that's really nice. Someone yeah. on the text line says, feeling old has motivated me to work out more. The younger partner also puts me through my paces a bit. <laughs> Someone else says, I make jam, drink tea, write letters. <laughs> I'm an old lady pretending to be 23. Love it's it. It's the jam for me. Yeah, the jam is the sweetest thing ever. Another person has a really interesting point. They say old soul can be due to, you know, trauma, having to grow up quickly Aww. and missing childhood experiences. Always felt a bit old soul and felt I was different. Now the link's mm. been scientifically proven. Big love to those feeling the same. So that is a really important point that, you know, some people do have to grow up earlier and, you know, maybe mm. are feeling more mature than others. 
yeah. colleagues as well, I guess. Like, is a, being a reporter, I imagine, when you're starting out, I mean, I had this, you have to try and be an expert on issues really quickly and <laughs> pretend you're really mature and know a lot about stuff. And that can be a struggle as well, pretending that, you know, you're older than you are. Well, I think, yeah, for sure. Something when you're really starting out, especially, in, you know, in the regions, you kind of get thrown into the deep end and it's sink or swim, right? So you've got to really do your research, really talk to a lot of people. And sometimes you're kind of going like, I'm just catching up and running and doing all of that. But also, I guess, um, in journalism, you talk to so many different people every day, your close crew who you work very, very closely with, all different ages. And I think that's great because people bring different ideas, different references, and it makes it so much more colourful and creative. Oh, we love that. All right, it's time to move on. Last topic of the day. Hi. Today I want to talk about what to do when your boss is away at work. Where's my dad? I'm all alone. I'm too small to be here on my own. On Triple J. <laughs> Don't know why producer Hannah put that in, but love it. What do you get up to when the boss is away? I'm only asking because at Hack this week, the boss has been away and we had Hobber and Hing leave Triple J this week as well. And I noticed there was this real chaotic energy. Like this morning, everyone was going through poor Hobber and Hing stuff that they left behind. I took a monocle. They had a monocle on their desk. I took that. But it made me think there must be some great stories out there about people getting up to crazy stuff when the boss is away. What did you do or what did you not do? Message in 0439757555. We'll get into it with the Shake Up team. Louis, are you a person that gets a bit wild when the boss is away or are you the boss actually? <laughs> Look, before I get into my own anecdotes, Dave, I don't mean to put you on blast here, but I just, I peeked your Instagram stories before we jumped on air. Everyone who's listening right now, if you're not driving, if you're in the passenger seat or you're at home, go on Dave's Instagram stories because have you turned the bathrooms into a club? Yeah. Well, see, this is the chaotic energy at work at the moment. Like, I was just like, me and another person at work, we need more of a vibe in the toilet, right? And so <laughs> of put course. some always. strobes in there. We've got some balloons. Um, we put music in there. It was great for the Friday mix earlier today. It was amazing. we got to do that, right? So that's what I'm doing when the boss is away. Louis, what about you? <laughs> that's great. Look, you know what? I, I hate to disappoint, but... I oh, am a, just go. like I'm a nervous Airbnb goer. I'm a very <laughs> nervous worker as well. And I mean, look, I've been freelancing for the past few years, but, you know, back in the day in the office, I was such a goody two-shoes. Prior to that, I worked at a bottle shop and I'd always work alone, but I was just so scared just generally of everything that um, <laughs> I wouldn't put a foot out of line while the bosses were gone. <laughs> That's funny. Isa, what about you? Well, I don't really see my boss. My boss lives in Sydney. Perfect. I live in Melbourne. Perfect, perfect. Um, and <laughs> perfect I mean, scenario. like, well, you know, my alarm clock goes off at 3.30 in the morning. I hang out with the cameraman. Then we do shoots with the crew. I, I don't really go into the office. We actually call, I'll give you a secret, we call our office the glass cage of emotion. Oh. Um, <laughs> we used to go in it before COVID days and all work, but now, like, I can work remotely. I can work anywhere. Oh, so. that's pretty nice. Well, I mm. guess a lot of people are feeling that. And there was also that story around this week about Zoom now forcing people back to work um, a couple of days a week. It's really signalled the official end, I think, of the work from home era that it was. It's definitely not going to be the same now that Zoom's telling people to get back to work. We've got people <laughs> on the text line saying, when our boss is away, we clean up her office and desk. What oh. the hell? Actually, we file things away and archive the 10,000 files saved on her computer desktop. 
love her, but dear God, we do need a deep clean. Okay, mm. that's great. Whoa, Everyone's that party getting... vibes. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> really good. leaning into that one. Someone else says, when the boss isn't here, we all walk around with big smiles. Love that one. And another person says, yeah, extra long morning teas and lunches. That's definitely something we can all relate to. Ah. Oh. I don't know. I, I'm looking, you know, it, it can be fun to have the boss away. can also be a bit uh, a bit traumatic. Sometimes you're like, come back now. I, I need some direction in life. I need to know I what I'm doing you. next. Yeah, so we're all like that <laughs> at Hack at the moment. We're waiting for our boss to get back on Monday. But will the party club um, in the bathroom Toilet. remain? That is very important. I think it's going to stay. Like, why not? Yeah, why, why get rid of it? Well, it was so guys, funny. I just had a peek at it and it looks fantastic. <laughs> it does look good. Actually, the cleaners came up to me uh, before <laughs> and they were like, Dave, what is going on here? What is it? You've turned the bathroom into a club. I'm like, oh, can we keep it? Can we keep it? They're like, oh, Please. okay, for now you can keep it. <laughs> hey, that is all we've got time for on the Shake Up for now. Can I send a huge thanks to the Shake Up crew? Louis Hansen, thank you very much as always for battling the jet lag, getting through it, coming on the shake-up. We love you. Thanks, Louis. Oh, bless you, Dave. Thank you. I love you so much. You're my spirit animal. Oh, stop. And Isa Stashkovsky, <laughs> who battled the traffic. Her and Bruce got there. We love you. Thanks for coming, We Isa. love you, Bruce. <laughs> we love you, Bruce. Thanks so much for having me, guys, from beautiful Brisbane. And that's all we've got time for on the shake-up and for Hack this week. I'll be back in a few days. Next week, have a great weekend. Catch ya. Hack on Triple J. Dee Salmon here, sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the Hookup Podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need. Honestly, you need us in your life. Join us each week as we talk all things love and f***ing like this. Foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like, I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like, it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms. That's the hookup. If you like hack, you'll love us. Get us wherever you get your pods.